What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of Health and Fitness Friday on the Essential Strength Podcast. This is your weekly dose of health and fitness knowledge designed to leave you a little more informed and a lot more motivated heading into the weekend. This week's edition is inspired by a blog from Dr. John Rusin, who, if you don't know already, is a doctor of physical therapy, educator, author, and all-around leader when it comes to the very necessary work being done to improve human health and function in truly meaningful ways. I wrote my own piece about this topic as well, and it's available to read on StrongerInMotion.com. I will link to both articles as well as any other references in the show notes. If the title of today's episode, The American Health Emergency, feels alarmist, well, good. That is the point. I hate to even frame it this way, but if there was ever a time for people to commit themselves to becoming healthier and controlling the variables they have influence over, that time is now. Earlier this week, I saw a lot of people in the fitness and health industries posting data and opinions about the recently released CDC statistics that reported 94% of individuals who died due in part to the complications from COVID-19 also had an average of 2.6 additional diagnosed conditions or, or comorbidities at the time of their deaths. Comorbidities are most often chronic conditions such as diabetes or obesity, which is what we are going to talk about today. But before we move on, I do want to touch on just how ridiculous it is for pundits to use these statistics to try and downplay the seriousness of COVID-19. To say that the presence of comorbidities is proof that COVID isn't killing people is akin to saying that old age is not a common cause of death because most old people also have chronic conditions such as arthritis or heart failure. These are cumulative effects that cannot be separated and used to support your political views or skewed to paint the world in the color you wish it were instead of the color that it is. Which brings us to the reality of our collective health as a country and the problems with how we are treating ourselves, quote unquote. Let's start with some statistics. In a study published in the New England Journal of Medicine, the current health trends lead to the following predictions for the year 2030, which is only 10 years away from now for anyone keeping track. First, they predict one in two adults in the U.S. will be considered obese, with 29 states having obesity rates over 50%. Secondly, one in four adults will be considered severely obese, with a BMI of 40 or higher. We are failing and falling miserably short in keeping ourselves healthy and opening up a sizable lead over other quote-unquote first world countries in a race we really don't want to win. Between 1990 and 2010, American obesity rates climbed from 21% of the population to 34%. In that same time frame, obesity rates in France rose from 6% to 10%, Canada rose from 12% to 17%, and South Korea, well, they had a 2% obesity rate in 1990, and in 2010 were sitting at 5%. Again, 
American obesity rates rose from 21% in 1990 to 34% in 2010. So this is not simply a symptom of modernization. Obesity rates may be growing globally, but nowhere is it the issue that it is in America. Obesity is directly linked to type 2 diabetes, heart disease, stroke, cancer, kidney disease, depression, pregnancy problems, and anxiety. And those are just the scariest things on a much longer list. We have fairly robust evidence that it is one of the biggest predictors of complications from COVID-19 as well. And to circle back to the people in the fitness industry who earlier this week were yelling about that 6% figure being reason to open the gyms and get people healthy, our hearts are in the right place, but we are not solving obesity and eliminating comorbidities with an eight-week training and nutrition plan in the gym. We need to take a long-term approach that keeps people safe now and gets them healthy in sustainable, intelligent ways. Yes, the best treatment for COVID is to be healthy in the first place, but there is no magic pill for that, and there certainly isn't a time machine to take us back 50 years where we could change the Western diet. When it comes to obesity and all of its side effects, we need a paradigm shift, not another set of pills. People like to use the term band-aid approach when describing the faults of our current healthcare system. But I want to paint a much more vivid picture because band-aids can actually be effective when the time and place is right. What we are doing with pain pills, weight loss pills, and fad diets is putting band-aids on our feet, but doing nothing about the fact that our floor is covered in broken glass. Consider your body to be your home. As long as we keep walking around barefooted and careless on a floor covered in broken glass, there are not enough band-aids in the world to stop that bleeding. We need a broom, a vacuum, and a damn house cleaning service to stop this bleeding. So put the band-aids down and start cleaning your home before you bleed out. See y'all next week.